Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and all my baggage droppers around the world, welcome to another episode of Drop Your Baggage Podcast. With me, your host, Charles Wolfork, and this is where we talk to people that are dope, that give us hope, and also give you a method that you, where you can cope. And today we have the outstanding Jason Fox on the podcast this is gonna be an outstanding one you guys but first i would be so dumb not to ask you to please consider hitting the like and subscribe button if you are out there on facebook and youtube and if you are on any podcast platforms Give her a brother five stars and give me some feedback. You know, any and all feedback is absolutely outstanding. And I want to give you guys feedback on Jason Fox. Now, Jason is originally from Australia and fr he's from an outstanding uh, background and family. He plays soccer his whole life. And then he got shipped over to the United States so he can get a degree in business in Erie, Pennsylvania or uh, at uh, Gannon, or Gannon University. He got a degree in entrepreneurship and started his first business in 2016 in a warehouse and was <laughs> extremely successful with that. Eventually started a digital marketing agency. But this guy's outstanding because he knew he didn't find fulfillment. So he started coaching people randomly for, for uh, uh, in 2018 for free, for free, ladies and gentlemen. That's how big this guy's heart is. And now he is coaching people full time and in his new home of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And he's jumped into this culture realm and I don't think he's ever leaving. Ladies and gentlemen, I bring to you the incredible Jason Fox. What's up, Jason? What's up, man? That was one of the best uh, intros I've ever heard, man. I love it. <laughs> Thank you for having me. <laughs> I am so blessed to have you, man. Hey, so from, from day one, it, it looks like you wanted to be an entrepreneur, man. So what drew, drew you to becoming a business uh, man? I think, well, my dad and mom were always entrepreneurs. Like my dad hasn't had a job since he was like, I don't know, like 25, 30 years old. Um, you know, now he's in his 50s. And he's just always like being just doing his own thing. And I think that that really attracted me to, to want to do that is, um, you know, be an entrepreneur. But also I've always been the person is like the rule breaker. Like my favorite saying is like act now and ask for forgiveness later. <laughs> um, so <laughs> in doing that, like you can't really be in a job to do that. So I, uh, yeah, so I wanted to go down the entrepreneurship route because I didn't want to be, you know, beholden to anyone else. That is what's up. And like an entrepreneurship, once you dive into entrepreneurship, I find that you do the most like you have the most growth during that time so like what is something oh on the book book smart side what is something that you learned in college that would take you to becoming a better entrepreneur later on in the future yeah i think um one of my like a lot of people in entrepreneurship who didn't like didn't go to college or like say oh you shouldn't go to college you don't need to um and that's you know i just think that that's crazy like everyone can run their own race and do their own thing um you know i went to college because one of sports i wasn't a good student in high school but i wanted to to learn in sports so um the the big thing for for me is like i had a teacher who he actually retired and then realized he didn't like being retired so he came back to teach which was cool he wasn't just a you know a teacher he was an actual entrepreneur Mm. Um, and the big thing that he taught me, and it's actually from one of his classes, um, it's called New Venture Creation. 
and he's like, he's a hard ass with this sort of stuff. He wanted to just give you an A or an F. Like mm. that's how strict he wanted to be. And this is the class that allows you to graduate. And for me, that was really, really cool because, you know, in college you can coast like, I coast my ways to Bs and A minuses all the time. But in this class, you can't like, it's an A or an F, like there's no in between. So that was the big thing for me is that like, that's how entrepreneurship like really is yeah. in terms of effort, mm-hmm. right? You can't just like go out there with B effort, with B skills, with C level, like credentials or anything. You've got to go out there with like wanting an A because otherwise you get an F and that's like how, how like life works and how entrepreneurship works is you, you fail. Um, I think that was like the biggest thing for me and like learning that when you're like, you know, in those early 20s when you don't really know much what you think you do um, was really powerful for me, man. I, uh, I really, uh, really like that and I like that lesson that I learned. Outstanding. So like now you've already had this, um, I mean, I'm sure with sports and now with business and education, you've had this opportunity to go balls to the wall hard you know like like this is all that it's going to take and the stakes had never been so high with this last class too because if it's a if it's an a or an f class you gotta go hard so that's a huge lesson right there i mean i'm sure you think that that professor huh oh man i he's um I'm very, I have a good relationship with him. Like I will, uh, I'll probably go see him, have lunch with him soon. And I, I really thank him because he just opened my eyes to, especially in, in, in college. And I think that everyone needs a professor like that is that all of the professors are, well, professors for lack of a better word, right? They're like, (laughs) that's exactly what they are. Like he actually was getting his uh, master's or his PhD or whatever to, get the next level of pay or the next level of credentials because mm. he didn't have that. Mm. And he was the best like teacher that I've ever had. Um, and I think that like he was really one of the first people that opened my eyes. Um, he opened my eyes in the sense that I was ready to listen. My dad did that when I was 16, 17, 18, but I'm not ready to listen, man. Like, like stuff for you, dad, like, uh, you know, you're, you're my dad. And yeah. then he opened my eyes because it was a different perspective. And then in my later 20s, like I came back and really appreciated my dad. And he's like my first ever mentor in business without a doubt. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I owe a lot to that that professor for sure. Heck yeah. And then after you graduated, you went ahead and started the business with your dad in 2016? Yeah. So, um, look, it's a funny story. It was um, I, I had a master's degree. Um, I had all of this experience. I had all of these internships. Like I, my resume was stacked. And then I'm also the type of person that I don't just wait around and try to get a job. Like I'm calling people, emailing people, messaging on LinkedIn, Twitter, like whatever I could do to get a get a job, but nothing mm-hmm. was really sticking. And then I was moving my brother into an apartment with my dad down in Sydney, about eight hour drive. And uh, we were driving back and we were listening to like Gary Vee podcasts and business podcasts. And dad was like, Jace, like, you know, a lot of this stuff, like you, you know, he says something and then you like tail off and have the tangent, like, you know, this stuff, like, why, why don't you start your own thing? Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, oh, okay, I'll, I'll give it a shot. And uh, at the same time, he's like, you can start your own thing, but then you can work with me like in the warehouse. Cause he runs a um, logistics company, mm-hmm. work in the warehouse and then start your own thing on the side. And I was like, all right, whatever. Let's uh, let's get started. I came back home the next day and I told my mom like, "Hey, this is what I want to do." And uh, you know, that afternoon she said, "All right, cool. We'll actually have a client for you." 
Um, and then I had my first client within, you know, 24, 48 hours. And that's really how I got started. And it's, it's cool. Like that's, uh, it's a unique story, I think for sure. Very much so that your parents gave you that opportunity to mm-hmm. like have that start in your business, uh, like in your business, uh, in your life as an entrepreneur, what was a valuable mistake that you made earlier on in business? <sighs> Probably like the the one thing, and I think this is anyone in, in entrepreneurship or in, in business is like not focusing on like the one thing that really matters. And at the early stage, that's literally sales. Like that's making money. Mm-hmm. When you don't make money, you don't need an onboarding process. You don't need a fancy website. You don't need anything. Like none of that matters if there's no money in your account or if there's yeah. no clients. So that was the first big mistake is like not pushing towards making sales. Um, and that's what I struggled with at first. Mm-hmm. That was definitely the big mistake that I made. And, uh, and I think that it was, I'm glad I did because now that's what I tell everyone is you need to just focus on sales mm-hmm. until you have that consistency. Then you can focus on all the other stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like uh, me transitioning from becoming a teacher to then becoming an entrepreneur, that was the one thing that I really had to come into terms with as well. Uh, first of all, I had limiting beliefs around sales, you know what I mean? Because yeah. usually salesmen were pushy or they were just trying to take your money or where I was from, they were drug dealers. Like there were so many different levels of uh, limiting beliefs that I had around money um, and, and sales that I had to go ahead and get rid of those. And then it was a, a technique um, yeah. but also just a, a personality, you know what I mean? That you have to have within sales. What's the most important skills that you learn within sales then? I think sales is, is changed, right? Is that people think that like, so I actually do a lot of sales coaching myself because I'm, you know, I'm, I'm experienced with it and I feel that I'm a natural salesperson. Yeah. And I actually think that that is, a bad thing nowadays. (laughs) I think people that have like that natural selling, like I could, if you tell me, Hey Jason, like sell me something, I'll figure it out and I'll pitch it and I'll push it. Mm -hmm. But that approach doesn't work anymore. Mm. So like the people that have these calm and relaxed personalities where you can just speak to them and you're like, Oh, I can really open up to this person. That is much better for sales than Mm -hmm. the loud and aggressive person, Mm -hmm. which is fantastic because the loud and aggressive person is confident. So they can transition to this quiet person and the quiet person has the actual secret weapon. So for me, like that's a big lesson that I learned is that like literally anyone can be a salesperson these days because it's changed so much. Mm -hmm. You know, the old like buy or die, like call, like coffee for closes, like that all BS is that's gone. So anyone can become a salesperson. And I think that that was a big lesson for me to learn and I'm, I'm glad I did so. It's crazy. I, I, I truly believe that. Like I, like I said, I was I was nervous about sales when I first began my career. And when I would just do like simple demonstrations with somebody and then kind of ask them like, hey, so would you like to work with me? It wasn't like this like full out pitch or anything. It was just showing yeah. them my skills, showing them my personality. That I was a real person that I cared about their results. And then at the long um, in the long run, those were some of my best clients that have stayed with yeah. me um, and until that I, we both felt like the transition was ready for where they were on a, for another level. You know what I mean? That I definitely wasn't that at the time. 
And that care, like you said, care as well. Like that's the big word in sales, right? It's like, if you don't start with that intention, then mm-hmm. hey, don't bother, like don't bother at all because yeah. caring is the most important thing with that. Mm-hmm. 100%. They want, like people want to know that you have their best in mind and that you're not just going to take their money and, and run off like, exactly. you know, um, yeah. a punk. I had so many different other swear words. I had to show, yeah. <laughs> so I want to work. So eventually you got into a digital marketing agency. And so like this whole adventure, tell me about that adventure between 2016 and when you got into your uh, digital marketing marketing agency. Yeah. So, you know, I first started like doing websites doing social media management, like all of that sort of thing. And, um, that was good. Like I, I enjoyed that. Um, and I think it was, it was really cool to, to learn some of those skills. And I was so hands-on, I was doing so many different things. Um, and like eventually for me, the, the agency became, and I think we talked about this and this might not be an answer to your question, but I'm sure you'll ask it anyway. So it's, um, it's, I was doing this agency and it was, it was really good, but my service fee was like quite high, like 2,500 to five grand a month. Mm-hmm. And for anyone to afford that, they had to already be quite wealthy because then they would pay five to 10 grand in ads. So mm-hmm. it's close to 15 grand a month in spend that they're, they're spending with me. Mm-hmm. And that's a good amount of money. Like people would love to earn that amount, not just spend that. So for me, I was already just working with people who, you know, I would just make them more money or like they can buy their next Mercedes or whatever it is, which is cool. Like that's fine. And I was doing like, I was getting the products out to people that needed it. And that was good. But it just came to a point where I'm like, I don't feel too connected to this and I don't feel like I'm doing enough. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I just, and, you know, when you have those feelings, like they're really important to listen to. Um, I think too many people just like keep saying the same thing over and again. Oh, like I should get into entrepreneurship. I should do this. I should do this. Like those should, like whatever come, comes before should is, it, you need to change that word to must. You know, because like you need to change should to must because it, it just is, if you're feeling that, then you need to do it. Yeah. So I um, I just started like coaching people, helping people for free. I wasn't really had any intentions of, of doing any coaching or anything, but I just mm-hmm. love that. Mm-hmm. And people were getting good results, right? Like they were getting fantastic results with what I was doing. And uh, then I'm like, well, why can't I do this more often and charge for it? And so that's that's kind of how I, I started into the the consulting and coaching route, like transitioning away from the agency mm-hmm. was just helping people because I felt more connected to it. Yeah. Um, and I know a lot of people starting coaching because they're like, oh, I want to make all this money. But that's just, you know, I think that's a bad way to go. You won't last. If you jump into a space, you need to be focused on just helping people. That's mm-hmm. the biggest thing, as we talked about care. So, yeah, I'm not sure if that kind of answers your question, but it's a bit of a journey on, on, on what I've been through. No, that's 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 real good. You know what I mean? But you said that you didn't think that you were doing enough. What's that enough part? What, what, what do you feel like that was back then? Um, it's it's like you. There's this saying, and I think that um, I think I don't know, Ryan Serhan, he's from Million Dollar Listing and he has this saying, like he always says that, uh, you know, his biggest fear is like fear of not living up to his potential. Mm. And all my life, like everyone has always said like, oh, you're so good at this. You've got so much potential at this. Like I've just been given that. Mm-hmm. And whether that's a like a like true or if it's 
you know, people just blowing smoke or people being supportive, but I've always felt that. So my self-image and self-worth is, is really high. And then when I was doing the agency, I was doing good. And like most people would be like, that's amazing. Yeah. But for me, I'm like, no, I like great is what you want to be. Yeah. You know, I think good is the enemy of great. So many people think like I'm doing good and then they never get to that next level and mm. that, that greatness. Mm. And they just stay at good because they think that that is like the thing. Um, but for me, I'm always striving for more. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's really why I, I transitioned is because I, I believed I was meant for more. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, I hope that answered that one too. Yeah, no, no that's perfect. Um, yeah. so how do you strive now? How do you strive to... Uh, do more and become like and 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 after you raise that um, level of potential how do you raise it even more nowadays with you having so much success it's really about like setting yourself with with new standards right i always talk about this thing called like peaks and 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 valleys i guess Mm. so the valley is you know the valley let's say in terms of money let's say you're earning $2,000 a month. And then the top is $10,000 a month. Mm -hmm. It averages out, like, let's just say at 5,000. And then your life just coasts along in that 5,000. Yeah, you have a $10,000 a month, but you also have a $2,000 a month. You have, but your average is in the middle there. Mm -hmm. And that goes with people in weight loss, right? People like 100 pounds, 95 pounds, their whole life is 100 pounds. That's how it always works. They, They seem like slim and they're like, cool, let me eat a little bit more go back up to 105 pounds. That always happens, right? Mm -hmm. So for me, it's always about instead of just like recognizing where your medium is Mm -hmm. and then going, okay, let's get to the high and let's make that the new valley. And then your average just keeps on increasing. And it's really like, that's what I always strive for. It's like, okay, cool. We're making $30,000, $50,000 a month. Like that's now the new standard. Mm -hmm. Let's keep that up. Like that's a bad month now. Um, you know, people go to me like I want to earn $10,000 a month. And I said, for me, that's a bad like week or that's mm-hmm. a bad couple of days. Like that's what the new standard is. I'm not saying this to brag or anything. I'm just trying to set the tone is like that standard is what I need to focus on. It's just keeping on growing. Mm-hmm. And money is not really the, the be all and end all in that. It's just kind of an indication of the amount of people that we're impacting, 100%. right? Is if we're making $50,000, $100,000 a month, that means we're impacting anywhere from 20 to 25 new people a month. Yeah. Which is amazing. Yeah, and yeah. those people are making more money and they're impacting more people. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's really big for me. Um, so yeah, I could go on all, all day about this because no. I just, yeah, I just feel that like you, you have gifts that yeah. you, it's your job, your duty to like mm-hmm. serve the world with it. Mm-hmm. And I think that if you just keep that hidden to yourself, like, you're doing the universe a disservice and the world and yourself. So yeah, that's, that's my feeling uh, about enough. Um, I hope that makes sense. Cause I could just go on and on. No, that's, that's like one of the most beautiful things that that goes hand in hand with you being a good coach, you know what I mean? And, yeah. and good at sales, especially now more than ever, like you care yeah. and you want to make a bigger difference. Did, I, yeah. that, did you always have that, that sense of making a bigger difference or when did that really strike into to being something that, you really valued hmm it, it's always yeah it's definitely always been there mm-hmm. but it, it's been more so when like i think it happened really when 
some of my first few clients in the coaching business like started getting results. Like mm-hmm. I've always cared and I've always wanted to do more. Mm-hmm. I'm always like helping people. That's always been my thing is mm-hmm. that I go above and beyond. But I think the thing was like one of my students, he, um, Nick, right? He, he lives, he works full time. Um, he has two kids and, and a wife and they live in a, in a one bedroom apartment. Mm. which is really hard for two kids, two young kids. Um, I just got a puppy and we live in a three-bedroom, three-story house. Like, that's hard. <laughs> I couldn't imagine two kids, right? Right. <laughs> yeah, so um, it, it, it's just amazing that he does that. And then, like, he hit his first, like, $10,000 month. Mm-hmm. And it was amazing for him. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't the fact that the money, it was, like, you can see in someone's eyes or in someone's face when the light goes on mm-hmm. and when you're just like, that's that's turned on. And his yeah, face yeah. changed, the way he acted changed. Yeah. He would now come to me with questions that I'm like, you didn't even know this a year ago. Mm-hmm. And that inspires me because, and I'm not all, taking all credit for his success by any means. He's for fantastic. Sure. But it's just that being able to see that switch in someone is like, mm-hmm. whoa, that's a cool feeling. Um, and selfishly it's a cool feeling but also it's fantastic for them because it can change their whole life right a hundred percent like me as a i was a former middle school teacher and i know exactly that feeling that aha moment to where they have a a, a shift in consciousness either about themselves or the world um what you saw was more of a a shift in consciousness which is about themselves and their true their true potential their potential within their business their potential and what they can accomplish and also their potential and how that uh, they can live like nick his Mm -hmm. standard of living is gonna go sky high now and like just think they're gonna laugh they're gonna laugh one day about those moments and where they shared a bedroom to, uh, mm-hmm. And after they see all the abundance that they have, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's going to be, and yeah, when it's all about, it's all because of the help that you gave them, the, the, the nuggets of, yeah. of um, knowledge and of probably just positivity and, and consciousness that you gave him as well. Man, those are, are more valuable than anything that anyone can give us because that right there is teaching that man how to fish, but not just yeah. teaching them how to fish, but fish confidently. Yeah, big time. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny, I actually used that analogy yesterday as well. It's like that. That's what coaching is, right? Is that you're, you know, in, instead of being the big fish manufacturer, you're the guy teaching all those people how to fish, man. Mm-hmm. And then you are the biggest fish manufacturer because there's so many people fishing. Mm-hmm. There's so many people getting this fish in. And that, and that just a good feeling knowing that. Yes. is that you don't have to build this business where you give out all of these fit. You're teaching these people and ultimately you're the one with the most fish because mm. your net just keeps getting bigger and bigger. Mm. And, um, you know, that is like what I want as many people as possible to, to have that feeling. So, yes. Yeah. Outstanding. And how young are you? Uh, I turned 27 last week. Yeah, man. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> the potential. Do you do you feel that, that potential? Like how does that... Um, how does that feel to be so young in the entrepreneurship game? Because as you know, Gary Vee always talks about what well, he's 40 something now, but he's like, oh, I'm still a pup, you know, yeah. entrepreneurship game. How does that feel for you to already be so successful? Yeah, um, it is. It is good. Like, it's it's cool. I've got so much room and, and it's crazy. Like, to even think about that. There's just so much for me to, to keep on conquering. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's like, 
And this is something that I think a lot of people deal with is there's like 22 year olds making millions, Mm -hmm. you know, like there's people younger than me. So I'm not in the game of comparison. Mm -hmm. I'm just in the game of like not, you know, getting to like, okay, cool. I've got time. I'm young. Like I don't want to get arrogant with that because I'm always, I have like this, this mentality of like always striving to win. So just letting yourself get complacent is bad, but yeah, I mean, look, I've got to take my hat off to myself. It's, it's awesome. It's cool. And I'm proud of what we've done, but I'm just mm-hmm. not satisfied. There's more to more to accomplish, you know? Oh, for sure. I hope I, I uh, didn't bring the question off in that way. Um, no, no, you didn't. You didn't. I just, yeah. uh, that's the way I usually take those things. It's the competitor mentality, man. It's like, nah, man, like there's younger people doing better. So let me beat them. So touche. Touche <laughs> that's, that's me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Like, I think the, like the, the bar was set so low for me. Um, but because what my mom got pregnant, um, mm-hmm. um, at 25 years old, but she didn't have like a college degree or anything like that. And there was some dreams that she had that she didn't want to chase. So all I had to do was for, for number one, I had to not die, you know what I mean? Being from where I'm from. And, uh, number two, I had to graduate from high school without a record. And then after that, it was like, okay, make sure that I'm either married and have children or I don't have uh, children by the age of 25. It's like my, the, my bar was so low. And for now, for me to uh, go through life and accomplish all these different things, it's like, all right, I know that there's so much more, you know what I mean? Especially me and the person like you, there's so much more. And um, meeting and, and now seeing people like Jim Rohn or Tony Robbins, uh, like those type of people show me that there's like crazy levels to this. That, there's um, crazy levels to it. And I think that though, like, and I, and I definitely came from a place where, Look, I'll be real honest, is if, if that I didn't want to work hard and I didn't have the drive, like I could go work for my dad. Mm-hmm. I could go like get a job with him. Like my fallback isn't that bad <laughs> to most people, right? Like my fallback is what you were aspiring to in high school, right? Mm-hmm. Which mm-hmm. is I have that unfair advantage. So for me to just go, oh, yeah, like, you know, we're, we're making good money in our business, that's disrespectful to someone like you. Mm. right like that's disrespectful to everyone who didn't have like something is because i need to do more so i can help more people and bring more people up on my journey for me like that's really big and important for me is that like i've been given a lot of opportunities like don't get me wrong i've taken them for sure i've seized them (laughs) but i'm in a lucky position where i've been given a lot and i just feel it's 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 rude to other people for me not to do more with that and to, yeah. to not contribute more it's it's disrespectful to people who hustle their ass off yeah yeah so sorry i just <laughs> i'm passionate about that because i think that everyone should be if you're in entrepreneurship you you, you should want to uh help as many people as possible um without getting crazy like i don't want to be like a billion dollars a month or something like that but i just want to be like in this position where we're constantly helping more and more people you know yeah 100 percent. and and that's what i in my like soulful opinion that's what good entrepreneurship is is helping as many people as possible you know if you have a, a good product whether it be video games for the kids uh spinner spinner like fidget spinners for the kids it's bringing value to someone and making that person's uh, life a little bit better you know what i mean with with each big and every time. moment big time yeah and i think that that's often missed um is especially like jeff bezos was a miracle story and he was amazing until he got that little bit too big and now everyone hates it right mm. like you know and it's crazy that that happens because 
Jeff, like people are like, oh, Jeff Bezos should contribute more. Like he's contributing more to the world than you and I could probably do in mm-hmm. 20 lifetimes. Mm-hmm. Apparently if like we're from um, like the start of time or something like thousands of years ago, if you earned $180,000 a day, you still wouldn't be as rich as Jeff Bezos. Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but in saying that, like the wealth isn't the thing. It's like every single, like right now I'm sitting at my, my desk Amazon, 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 like that Amazon behind me. Like. And the jobs that that creates, people driving that, people making that in other countries, like there's so much that's impact, right? Mm-hmm. And that's contributing to the world. And um, I think that like that's what people miss is yeah. like they don't get that. They just see the money in his bank account, even though it's not in his account. It's just his <laughs> net worth. Yeah, right? yeah, exactly. There's there's so much that a, a lot of people don't see. And uh, a man and actually a human being that they're missing out on actually getting to to know in his journey and, and wow. where he is. You yeah. know, the but the impact, I, in fact, I, I, I rarely think of that type of impact, especially with us having a, a global economy that we do that we have now. You know, the people um, and all over the world that are selling those things on Amazon, it's changing people's lives. You know what I mean? You, everything from <laughs> drop shipping, drop shipping to the jobs that are created uh, from the um, from the yeah. products that are made. Yeah. And, and not to go on a tangent on it, but a lot of people complain that like, you know, oh, well, these guys trying to get to space, like they could, um, you know, invest that money into to world hunger. And like, don't get me wrong, they do. Like they definitely do that sort of stuff. Yeah. But at the same time, let's look at the rocket, the steel, the bolts, the fuel, the people working on it. Like those are hundreds and hundreds of thousands of jobs mm-hmm. that they've mm-hmm. created, mm-hmm. right? And I think going back to that, getting a job, teaching a man to fish, that will last a lifetime. Whereas giving donations and handing out, like that's good, but the, the economy needs to grow as well. Yeah, um, yeah. And and I think that like, sorry to tangent on that. I just think that that's an important distinction. And yeah. I can see it from both ways as well. Like I definitely think they could do more with world hunger that we all could. Mm-hmm. We all could. Mm-hmm. That's for damn sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also think there's 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 perspectives to things and everyone should see, see both sides. Yeah, that's real talk. Like, Honestly, um, looking at him and and, um, and Sir Richard Branson and uh, Elon Musk, I look at all those guys and I say, that is their money. You know what I mean? And it is none of my business what they do with their oh. money, you know? So it's like, of course, like we all have that responsibility to give back to the world and help with as much as possible. I try, you know what I mean? I definitely do my fair share of um, tithing or, and, and activating the law of circulation. Uh, it's just I'm not going to look to some other man and expect him to have or to do something that I want to do. You know what I mean? Like let that man do him and make the impact that he wants to make. The old uh, Michael Jackson song it starts with the man in the mirror. The mirror, yeah. <laughs> so, I love that song. I, 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 I was in a, uh, just on a side uh, tangent, not tangent, but just on a side note, I was just in a music video where hmm. we had an acapella group that sang that very song. It's oh, really? Face. Beautiful. <laughs> it's, 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 yeah. it's hilarious. Oh, goodness. That's my dog <laughs> coming in. What are you doing? Go to bed. I'll, I'll edit that part out if I want to. All right. So, um, okay. So on the drop your baggage, but well, first of all, hey man, 
you are outstanding and i'm so blessed to have this opportunity to even talk thank to you, you man. Uh, like i i really i got a special place in, like in my heart for you now real talk real talk thank you brother i appreciate that yeah for so and on the drop your baggage podcast like i said we talk to um people that are dope that uh give us hope but also uh that give us a technique in order for us to cope now, this technique is called mental and emotional release. I am a practitioner of neurolinguistic programming, uh, not just a practitioner, but a trainer of neurolinguistic programming that has had over 250 uh, clients that have helped people release their negative emotions, insecurities, and fears. So I, I do this. Um, and this is a fast method to help someone shift their consciousness from something that is negative or traumatic to something that is filled with forgiveness, compassion, empathy, and acceptance. Uh, so everyone out there, this is a great technique for you all. Um, if you're struggling with something, please uh, consider going to a licensed or a certified neurolinguistic programming practitioner before you ever try something like this. Um, but meditation is good within itself. And one more thing that this podcast is brought to you by Brianna Company Jewelry Store. It's a jewelry boutique that makes uh, durable and minimalist jewelry uh, genuine, that uses genuine pearls, local shells and sea glass, natural gemstones, precious metals, and has is quality handcrafted designs. I got sponsored. <laughs> so, so, hey, so with the Drop Your Baggage podcast and us doing this today, you... Um, you chose to release a fear of failure or change your consciousness around a fear of failure. Would you mm -hmm. like to go ahead and dwell upon that just a bit? Yeah, I actually didn't consider, um, and I'm sorry if I didn't like beforehand have that prepared, I might've missed something, but um, I didn't really like the fear of failure also goes into like, there's, there's two sides of it. There's the fear of success as well. Mm. Like what happens if you do succeed? Like what happens if you get what you, what you want? Like, I think that like there's self-sabotage in the fact that, um, and I even think it was in my tone of like how I just spoke to you with about like wanting to succeed even more Yeah, is like, I'm doing well. And what happens at the next level? Like, do I deserve to be there? Like there's that side of the, the fear of, um, fear of failure as well because mm -hmm. i think that i think it's more fear of success i'm not sure if that was on there but i'm sorry to flip it to you no. on the spot but i think that might be might be more appropriate dude if you look in the chat the fear of uh, success is just as prevalent for some people yeah. as the yeah. fear of failure quite honestly um it's one of those yeah. things where like you said we can self-sabotage ourselves but the thing that you just said that also people are struggle with is that since that uh do i deserve or i don't deserve that yeah. abundance you know what i mean uh so when did you start having this fear of success or that feeling yeah when did you start having that fear of success um probably a couple of, of years ago, like mm -hmm. when it was, you know, it was at the time it was a record month. I think we hit like $23,000 and it was fantastic. It was an amazing feeling and it felt so cool to be able to do that. Mm -hmm. And then we were just like, but how do we keep that? Like we didn't know. And my brother's my business partner. That's what I mean. What we is I didn't know like what were the next steps? Like what do I do to kind of keep that momentum? And then the next month was a plummet was, was awful. And that's happened kind of a lot of the times when we do hit these record months is that I don't think tactically anything changed or strategically anything changes. It's just really our mindset. And we're just like, we 
you know, and, and the best example is actually right now is like last month was a record for us. It was a record beyond comprehension. It was six figures in one month in sales, right? So that's not all cash, you know, that's projected revenue and stuff like that. So it's still like a cool figure to say. Mm-hmm. Um, but then this month is like nowhere near last month because of just like we were asking questions of like mentors and coaches, like what do we do to keep momentum? And they're like, keep doing the same thing. So we just kind of sabotage every time we get to these peaks and then Mm -hmm. we work our way back up, we set a new peak and then sabotage it again. And I'm not really sure what that, what that is and like why that, that happens, I guess. Do you think it's about consciousness? Do you think it's like, okay, you, you do so well. And then there's a, there's something that you tapped into there's a consciousness, there's a technique, there's something that you tapped into, but you don't know what the heck it is. <laughs> You're like, what the, yeah. where the hell did all this come from? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think so. I, I really do. Because I believe that, um, I mean, this is for business as well. as like before you work on any strategy, any tactic, anything like that, you need to know and believe and have conviction that it's going to work. Mm-hmm. So mindset before strategy. And I've only kind of recently realized that. And I think that you know, strategy isn't hugely important if your mindset will just keep on going and keep on figuring it out. Um, and so I think that that's kind of where I am again. And it's a yeah. new level of mindset shift, mm-hmm. right? It's this new level that I don't know how to, because a lot of the content around um, NLP and, and mindset and, and shifts and all of that mm-hmm. is breaking free from like a job or a relationship you don't like or stuff like that, like the, the negative stuff. Like what about the, how to get from a you know a bronze medal olympian athlete um because we're in the olympic season to a gold mm. medal like you're already at the peak no one really wants to help that person because it's not a problem but there is something there right yeah, yeah. The, the high level switch and that's not i'm not comparing myself to olympian but that's where i feel i am is you know we're we're, we're getting those fourth and third you know those bronze medals mm-hmm. and we want to hit the gold and yeah. we want to hit the gold like you saying goal like freaking 2012, 2016, 2020. We want to like keep going. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's that's kind of where, where we're at at the moment. And you and the funny thing is you already got a taste of the goal. You know, yes, I mean? that's that's that it, right? Taste. It's like we want it at you know world championships or something, you know. Yeah. We want the Olympic gold though. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, all right, so with the mental and emotional release process, the most significant thing that you can do is tell yourself the honest truth about what you're you're observing in each and every event in your life so Mm -hmm. what you just said about how you your mindset has to go before strategy number one and also how every time that you um hit a peak you sabotage yourself but then that peak becomes your new normal you yeah. see, and that has happened time after time after time after time, correct? Mm-hmm. So you have to like remember that because you already know it, it's already there consciously, but now you can make it seep in subconsciously with this technique. That's mm-hmm. how amazing this is. Because if you relate it to every single situation in your life, now you're seeing wow, now you see that whole event from a totally different perspective and see how powerful you truly are. So this uh, self-sabotage uh, can may, may be a calibration period to where you either break through and keep that ceiling, like that ceiling, 
that new ceiling and make it your standard without uh, self-sabotage or you are patient throughout that stage to where you're kind of calibrating to get that new standard as well. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, it does. Yeah. 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 I get it. yeah. Because it's going to happen. It's going to mm-hmm. happen. So you got to get used to having these six figure months. You know what I mean? It's going to happen. It's just that, that sub, like um, when, once you believe in it, number one, uh, and not scared, like I'm sure like there was a fear of heights or of something like, oh, snap, like yeah. we just got six. Like what? Yeah. Oh, snap. Yeah. Like, how do, OK, OK, now what? And mm-hmm. it was like that 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 feeling of not that now what, but like keep pushing past and through that. That's totally doable. But you got to have that energy towards it, like with the whole law of attraction. Right. You have to have that energy towards it and not kind of get out of alignment with that. But to keep that energy, to keep that flow going and then break past it. But even if you don't keep that flow going and, and wait for that moment, moment of alignment, it's just that patience to where it's like now, OK, we see where we're going. We see where we're heading. And now we just got to go ahead and make that our, our new normal. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I get that. Yeah. Yeah. 100 percent. All right, cool. So let's go ahead and get into it. So like I told you before, uh, you just got to do three things. Uh, use your imagination follow directions, trust the process. And uh, your, we already created your timeline. Where's your past? Mm-hmm. Behind me. <laughs> Where's your future? Ahead of me. Perfect. All right. And with that, we can go ahead and release this fear of failure. So it is, is it all right with your unconscious mind to release this fear of failure today and for you to be aware of it consciously? Co- time out. I'm sorry. It's a fear of success. Let's yeah. go back. Yeah, <laughs> is it, yeah. Okay. Is, it, is it all right with your unconscious mind for you to release this fear of success today and for you to be aware of it consciously? Yes. Awesome. What is the root cause of this problem? The first event which, when disconnected, will cause this problem to disappear. If you were to know, when was the first time that you felt a fear of success? How old were you? I think I was 16. Yeah. Um, I was got picked to go and play for a professional soccer club in England Mm -hmm. Um, and I actually got picked for like a couple like one was really really good the other wasn't so good Um, and I just bombed the trials with a really really good one Mm -hmm. and I don't know what happened and like ever since then like I don't know my confidence in like I played good for the the other club like I got signed and everything got a contract but I just Mm -hmm. since then I don't know like Every time I te- like got on the soccer field, I guess I had that fear mm-hmm. and I never really addressed it. And mm-hmm. I think I could have done more if I did. Gotcha. Understood. Understood. That's a really good one. Um, now, remember, uh, we're shifting your consciousness around it. So there will be some things in the future to where once you once you fall upon something or once you come into an occurrence where you have this fear of success, all you have to do is just kind of slow down and tap into what you've learned today. It's, it takes and it only takes a second. I swear it only takes like one second. It'll uh, come in um, subconsciously automatically, but the trigger will come. Yeah. As, as I digress, you can go ahead and close your eyes, relax, and let me know when you're ready for the process. Yeah, let's roll. All right. Now, just imagine floating up above your timeline and flow deeper and deeper and deeper into the past above that first event in which you felt that fear of success when you were a teenager. Let me know when you can see yourself as that teenager. Yeah. Awesome. 
Now, stay above that teenager. Just hover above him in that one position, being the observer of the event, and just ask your unconscious mind what it needs to learn from the event, the learning of which will allow you to let go of the emotions easily and effortlessly. Your unconscious mind can preserve the learnings so that if you need them in the future, they'll be there. Just tell your unconscious mind to preserve the learnings. What is something positive and empowering you can tell that young man with the consciousness that you have today that will help you help the emotions evaporate like water on the concrete on a hot summer day? And as you preserve these learnings, the emotions are starting to dissipate more and more until they're all gone. Just let me know when they're all gone. Yeah. Awesome. Now, with your eyes closed and you hovering above that young man, let me know. What are some of the things that you learned? What are some of the things that you told him? Um, Confidence. Like, you're there for a reason. Mm, That's right. You're there for a reason. That you uh, deserve, deserve to be there. That's right. You deserve to be there. You have all of the like skills and uh, ability to, to do what, uh, what needs to be done and what you, what you need to do. Uh, that's that's right. obviously why you're there as well. That's right. Those are good ones. Make sure you keep those subconsciously. Now, just imagine floating up above your timeline and float deeper and deeper and deeper into the past above the dinosaurs during the prehistoric age. Let me know when you're above the dinosaurs. Yeah. All right. And as you're above the dinosaurs, float deeper and deeper into space to where space and the atmosphere connects. And imagine your timeline is the size of a fingernail. Let me know when you're there. Yeah. Awesome. Now, as you float there, just float right there. Weightless. In space. And ask yourself now, where are the emotions? Tell me, are they there or have they disappeared now? Disappeared. Awesome. Now, just imagine floating down inside the event. Sink to your own eyes as a young man and check on the emotions. Tell me, are they there or have they disappeared now? Disappeared. Awesome. Float back above the dinosaurs and then float into space to where space and the atmosphere connects. Let me know when you're there. Yeah. All right. Listen closely. Float very, very high above your timeline, above each and every event in which you felt the fear of success from birth until now in chronological order. Don't skip one event. Preserve the learnings and let go of that fear of success all the way back to now. Go. Yeah. Awesome. Float down into your body and open your eyes when you're ready. Welcome back. (laughs) (laughs) Good stuff, man. Congratulations. That's good. Thank you, man. Thank you. All right. Do you smell bacon? You smell what? Sorry. Do you smell bacon? No. Okay. (laughs) That's NLP technique. Uh, Can you remember a time in the past in which you used to feel that old emotion? And go back and notice if you can feel it, or you may find that you cannot. No, not really. 
I want you to imagine going out into the future to an unspecified time in the future in which if it happened in the past, you would have felt a fear of success and see if you can find that old emotion or you may find that you cannot. Nah, nothing really. Congratulations. You just released a, a bunch of fear. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Like yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Tell us about the uh, consciousness shift that you experienced. I think that like uh, the, the big one was just the um, like deserving to be like, like, oh, you, you're there for a reason, mm-hmm. right? Like mm-hmm. that's a big thing is that, uh, that, you know, having that it's bigger than you type thing. Right. Like where, right. Yeah. Yeah. Where it's just like, you're, you know, you're a speck, like you're there for a reason. Um, so why have that other emotion to stop you from doing what you need to do? Yes, exactly. Exactly. You, you deserve that spot. Yeah. You deserve to be in that position. You earned it more than anything. You earned it, especially for a guy like yourself. I mean, it sounds like in soccer and in business, you work your butt off in order yeah. to have that success. Yeah. Big time. So now like you, do you feel that? Like, how does that feel that, that you deserve or you like you, you earn that spot or that you're there for a reason? Well, it feels good. I mean, it's just like knowing that you're, I mean, I'm always a big believer in, in purpose and stuff like that too. And just knowing that that's, you're there. Mm-hmm. Like you, um, you have, the, yeah, I think the reason thing is what's resonating with me. Mm. Like there for a reason is, uh, is important. Ooh. So now it's just like whenever something does come upon, what's that reason? You know, there's a yeah. there's a t- there's a bunch of different reasons. It's a reason yeah. for you to have the abundance that you always want. Mm-hmm. It's the uh, the reason could be for you to have the impact on all the people that are supposed to cross paths with you. Yeah, and I mean, there's, a, there's so many different reasons. Yeah, yeah, that you're a powerful manifester. Mm-hmm. Yeah, big time. Yeah, I like that a lot. Yeah, that's huge. Any other consciousness shifts that you had besides you uh, you were being there for a reason? No, I think that was the big one. I think that's what I really focused on as well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was kind of the the powerful thing for me. So as you went as you went uh, across your timeline and you observed all those different events, you that's that's the thing that you kept saying to yourself, like, "Oh, you deserve yeah. to be there." Yeah. Oh, definitely. You, you there for yeah, you get you're there for a reason. Yeah. Yeah. And that one. And then this one. And then this one. And this one. And then guess what? When it happens again in the future, you'll be like, oh yeah. I, I'm here for a reason. hmm yeah. 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 How how can you alter the way that you proceed now, like and strategize for that next time that you have that new ceiling in such an exped- exponential rate? I think it's like what we, what we talked about is like sustaining that. Like you need to be there for like you, me going to that next level is like, okay, you're there for a reason and that's going to the next level. Like it's just knowing that it's like deserving. I like deserve that sort of stuff as well. Yeah, yeah. Even like, for like downplaying, you know, success and stuff like that, like mm-hmm. deserving that sort of thing. 
and deserving is an odd word, but it's it's more so like worked for it and uh, and earned it is probably better. Earned it is definitely yeah yeah because yeah. um, deserving can go and hand in hand with uh, being entitled. Entitled, yeah, definitely. You know yeah, what I mean. I earn is, is is a lot better word. A hundred percent. You earned that. You got got that for a reason, for a specific reason. Yeah. You did what you needed to do in order to get to that spot. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. What is that door's acting up behind me? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think I'm bumping against it. Um, very cool. Very cool. The um, how did it feel to like go through that? Like, um, I know it was all unknown to you. But as mm-hmm. you were going through the meditation, how did it feel in your body and how did it feel as far as your mindset when you were going through it? It felt like really cool. It was like, um, I like, I think that um, I like the looking down upon yourself as well, like that third person thing. Yeah. Like, yeah, I think that was like really big for me, um, being able to see and like see exactly like me as when I was younger, having those feelings and like, it didn't do me any good, right? Like having that sort of stuff and like being able to see that mm-hmm. in hindsight is um, is cool now. I, I definitely like that a lot. Yeah, yeah. And and now you can kind of encourage that young yeah. man. It's like, bro, you yeah. earned that spot. Big time. There yeah, was and I did. And I yeah. felt like it kind of changed things for, because, I mean, it was a tryout and the tryout didn't go very well. Mm-hmm. Um, even though it was all things that I'm actually like really good at. Mm-hmm. Like it, it couldn't have been better for me, but it didn't go well. Mm. Um, so yeah, it was cool to to see that. Right. Like I, so yeah, yeah, no, that was big. That was that was cool. What uh, are there any other times that you, you uh, would like to share throughout your timeline that you also had like a fear of success that you had to say like, oh yeah, I earned that too. Um, another couple times, like in our in our business milestones, mm-hmm. um, I think like it's funny because I kind of set this tone that I have in my business when we first ran into success. Mm-hmm. Um, and I say run into because we didn't, we like literally, you know, made a few websites and we mm-hmm. got paid like $6,000 for one and then $5,000 for another. And it was really cool. Like, yeah. And that was like, like at the time I was like, Oh man, this must be what NFL players look like. <laughs> like NFL- NFL players like spend that much on breakfast. Like, yeah. so, um, <laughs> you know what I mean? But it was, it was cool. And I think that I set the tone there at that point, like, yeah. Oh, like this is so amazing and it's fantastic, but like it shouldn't happen to me. And I think mm-hmm. that that's what, what like set the tone in the business, mm-hmm. um, which is, it sucks because I set that tone in soccer and in sports mm-hmm. and then, and I was kind of over it because we were doing well. And then I set it again in business. Mm-hmm. And then that's what's kind of led us to like last month again, like fantastic. And then not so good this month. It's mm-hmm. because I'm like constantly going, Oh, I need to do this. And like, it's just earned is, is earning things is the right way to look at it. And I, uh, and I like to acknowledge that now a lot more. Damn right. Damn right. So now you can go upon um, the different levels that you reach with confidence. 
mm-hmm. like oh yeah oh yeah this is what i work for right here this is where it all yeah. came together it all yeah. came together so i could reach this pinnacle right here yeah exactly heck yeah you know yeah. and there's a room for celebration within that as well to like acknowledge it and and that's when you can uh like subconsciously say okay i earned this yeah. by and now what's next like yeah. there's, there's more to eat baby there's exactly more to right. eat. <laughs> that's awesome yeah. that's very yeah. awesome all right cool man um dog i that is that is great now i want to let everybody uh, out there know that this is not like a silver bullet or a one and done this is the type of thing that where it's a practice so there's different parts of our lives there's the part like there's the romantic relationships there's the family aspect there's the business aspect there's the health and fitness aspect there's a spirituality aspect to all of our lives so I don't want to give you guys the, the false uh, preconception that this is just a one and done. But as far as business is concerned, Jason just subconsciously changed his consciousness around like the new levels that he's reached and what he can't well what he'll do when he reaches even higher levels in the future. Yeah. Um, so yeah, if anybody is out there wanting to do this technique, please once again. Don't do it on your own. This is some really deep stuff that you can go into. So reach out yeah. to a, go ahead. You're going to say something. No, no, I agree. I think that that's right. It's like, there is no silver bullet for this sort of stuff. Like it's, um, and I get constantly reminded, like uh, we, we went to a Tony Robbins event like three, four years ago. Yeah. And like someone came up to me and like, oh yeah, this is my fourth time here. I'm like, why? Like, aren't you supposed to just like go once and you're all good? And she's like, no, you need that refresher. Mm -hmm. You need that pump up. And you do because you get so much in your way. Mm -hmm. And also like the best thing that you said there was like, you are, we are better people than we were when that situation happened. Mm -hmm. So now like as a better person, you need more, you need better help. You need to get to those levels. Like, just like, you know, if you're trying to get to the Olympics, as I said, you're trying, you're trying, and then suddenly you get there. Yeah. And then now you need another person to like show you, okay, what do you do to get the gold? Mm-hmm. But you get a bronze. What do you do to get the, the gold instead of the bronze? Like that's the sort of thing you need to constantly like level up. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I think that that's important. Um, so, yeah, I appreciate you saying that. I think mm-hmm. everyone needs to hear that. Mm-hmm. The work. The work always yeah. needs to be done and we're, we're always a work in progress. But that's the, the adventure of life as well is to um, unleash and uh, get those things that we accept and also detach ourselves from those things that don't matter in the long run as well. Yeah, 100%. Uh, so, so like, ladies and gentlemen, meditation is very good for you. And um, reach out to a certified NLP practitioner that's certified in uh, mental emotional release if you would like to do this. Or go to, if you want to learn more, go to eliminatinginsecuritiesnow.com. Once again, eliminatinginsecuritiesnow.com. And you can learn a whole lot more on how to do this technique. Jason, can you give us one good word of advice? You know what I mean? One, one sage word of advice before we get up out of here? Yeah, I think... My favorite thing, and this is what I always preach to everyone, is um, number one is is focus, and then mm-hmm. the second is is consistency. Mm-hmm. And if you focus on one thing consistently, you will achieve your goals and results. Mm-hmm. You know, um, often too many people try to have balance and this and that. Like, focus on one thing, do it consistently, and you'll get there. That's my big thing. 
Wow, that's probably the best bit of advice we had on here this whole time. That's that's really freaking and so simple, simple yeah. but not easy. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, exactly. unless unless you're Jason Box, I mean, then you can do it. All. <laughs> <laughs> hey, ladies and gentlemen, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Once again, if you're on YouTube or Facebook, please consider hitting the like and subscribe button. And if you are on any podcast platform out there, please go ahead and give me a five star review and, and leave any type of feedback. I'd really appreciate it. And with that, you guys out there, take care of yourself and take care of one another. Peace.